Today is uh, Vision Sunday, which is uh, an exciting thing, but I thought before we do that, if it's okay with everybody, it's okay with you guys in Marowa and, and everybody here, uh, I have some family news I'd like to share. Uh, so a bit of news from Lisa and myself. Um, are you ready for a little news? Is that okay? Can we do that? Um, we wanted to share with our church family that uh, our family is getting a little bigger and Lisa is expecting a child. So... Uh, Lisa is, is pregnant, and we're expecting a little baby. I know, some of you are like, what, a what? <laughs> now, uh, some of you, if you, you know, know us, or, or know we have a, a son, he's uh, 10, 10 and a half years old, and so if you are going, yeah, was that a plan? Uh, <laughs> no, no, that wasn't a plan. Um, you know, for Lisa and I, to be honest, as, as some of you know us, like having children just never went to plan for us. That's just part of our story. And, uh, and that's a story for another day, but the shortest version of it ended about seven years ago uh, with a specialist and us saying to him, is this, is this possible to have, we had Levi, but asking, you know, could we have uh, another child? And he said, it's impossible. Is there, and we said, is there any chance, and the exact words were, it would take a miracle. <laughs> it would take a miracle. And so here we are. And it's uh, seven years later, seven years later, and that's, that's where we're at. And so we're excited to just share that with you. Uh, you know, I, being a part of a church is about being a part of a church family. One of the things I know as well is, uh, even as we're rejoicing and excited over, you know, something very unexpected in our life, I know for so many people the journey to have kids doesn't go as planned. And there's lots of people for whom that's hard and, and painful at times. And if that's your story, just want you to know we, we think of you and we love you and our, our heart's with you. And, and just that's, it's an amazing thing when you realize, though, uh, that you have people that you can journey life with through its ups and downs. And I know we're so grateful for all of you uh, that we've journeyed our story with uh, over that last seven years. And that, to me, is one of the beautiful things about being a part of a church. We can rejoice with one another in times of rejoicing. We can weep in times of weeping. And that's, that's part of what it is to be the church. Amen? Yeah. Does that sound good to everybody? So we are... Uh, looking for that. Great to share that with you today. But uh, today, I'm also just excited to share. Uh, today is Vision Sunday. And the whole idea of Vision Sunday, if you're brand new here, is this is about us as a church recognizing we're not just individuals. Every one of us individually loves God, knows God, or, or you may say, I don't love or know God. That's no problem. We're welcome. We're glad you're here. For us as a church, though, uh, we all have this individual walk with God, but yet we are not just individuals. God calls us together to be a church, a group of people committed to one another and who do journey through life together and, and all those things and on mission for him. And so Vision Sunday is about together stopping and saying, you know, God, where are you taking us together as a people, as your church, and, and how can we move into that? Now, it doesn't always mean we kind of get, oh, here is exactly what will happen this year. Um, I think uh, enough of us lived through 2020. No, life doesn't always go as expected, right? But this is a chance to say, God, in the midst of uh, come whatever, what is, what is a little bit of your, your word and your direction for us? And I want to just share a, a particular story with you today. Because what I really think is... Uh, this year is 2021. Let me hear you say one. One. Up in Maryland, let me hear you say one. One. This is 
the first year of a brand new decade and a brand new season. Uh, you know, 2020, we can think that's new. That's not. That's the end of an old decade. You count to 10. So I kind of made this up, but I thought it was helpful with the way 2020 went. But that's officially how they did it since Bible times, I think. But, you know, I've just been thinking a lot about, though, I do think there's something to this, this number one and, and going, you know, whenever you start something new, whenever you take the first step, whenever you uh, have the first moment, whatever that first thing is, the way you start a year, how do you start that year? The way you start a, a month, how do you start that month? The way you start a day, how do you start that day? How many people know the way you start a day will have a direct impact on how you experience that day? The way you do whatever is first has a, a direct kind of impact on everything that comes after. And so as I and, and think about in 2021, I, I really want us as a church to be going, you know what, how are we going to begin a new, a new decade, a new season, a new chapter? You know, it was 10, this, this is now starting my 11th year as a as senior pastor of this church. It was uh, about uh, in 2010, Lisa and I, we, we came here and um, and that year was just a year of transitions. We were, I was a, a campus pastor on North Coast campus at the time, and it was a year of transition. And 2011 was the first year that I began as, as senior pastor of True North Church, or well, Whitford Church, actually, at the time. And what was really fascinating as well at the time, what I really missed, to be honest, was back then, if I met anyone, they said, what did I do? And I'd say, I'm, I'm pastor of this church. They'd say, oh, you're the youth pastor. And I just, <laughs> to be honest, somewhere around 2015, that stopped happening, and I'm... <laughs> Still missing those days, but but I found myself just thinking back over over 10 years and thinking, you know what, what will define this next 10 years? I'd encourage you to do the same in your life. To think about who you were 10 years ago and where you were and and all God's faithfulness to you. And and to think forward and to go, what's up ahead? And so I want to tell the story of. Uh, someone that, I, I think this story is such a good one for us as we approach a new season. And it's the story of Caleb. A couple weeks ago, Pastor Phil talked a bit about uh, Caleb and, and the story of him and his buddy Joshua, two of the 12 spies who, when they went to look at the promised land, they were the only two who came back and said, no, we could do this. With God's help, we can do this. We can take this land. And, and that was, happened when he was a young man around 40 years old. He was a real young man. I, to be honest, 40 is like close enough to go to young adults from what I understand. Like 30-ish, you know, like whatever, give or take a little bit. Anyway, but that was his story when he was a young man. But we're going to pick up his story when he is an, an older man. And if you asked him, he said, he would say, no, I'm not an old man. I'm just an older man. And this is his story 45 years later. And, and what's happened is now because they ended up, because of the report the others brought, they wandered through the wilderness for 40 years. And, but he never let go of God's promises for his life. And now they, 40 years have gone. They spent time. They've actually gone in and there have been battles. They've been taking the land. And now it's coming towards the end of that part. And Caleb comes. And here is his story. We're going to read it. Joshua chapter 14, verse 6. It says, Now the people of Judah approached Joshua at Gilgal. And Caleb, son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite, 
said to him, you know what the Lord said to Moses when the man of God at Kadesh Barnea, that, that's Moses, about, you know what he said about you and me. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to go explore the land. And I brought him back a report according to my convictions. Caleb was a man of conviction. And he says, but my fellow Israelites who went up with me made the hearts of the people melt in fear. I, however, followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. Okay, right where you are, I want you to just say, if you're in Meroah, if you're right here, if you're watching online, just say this word with me, wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. This is going to be a bit of our word for this year. We're going to think a lot about this word. What does it look like to follow God wholeheartedly? Caleb says, I know this. I followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. And so on that day, Moses swore to me, the land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance and that of your children forever because you have followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. Now then, this is Caleb. He's like, so don't forget, man, you were there. You know what Moses said. God promised me this land. He says, now then, just as the Lord promised, he has kept me alive for 45 years since the time he said this to Moses. While Israel moved about in the wilderness, so here I am today, 85 years old. I am still as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. You yourself heard then that the Anakites were there. The cities were large and fortified, but the Lord helping me, I will drive them out just as he said. And he literally then started singing Waymaker. It was unbelievable. If you're in this moment, oh, man. And then Joshua blessed Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and he gave him Hebron as his inheritance. And so Hebron, this has belonged to Caleb and all his family ever since because he followed the Lord, the God of Israel, wholeheartedly. Now, we're going to reflect a little bit today on Caleb and his life. He was someone who followed the Lord wholeheartedly. When you follow the Lord wholeheartedly, the, the whole idea of that word is like, I leave, you, you, you hold nothing back. This is a picture of someone who, in their faith, is filled with boldness, courage, devotion, obedience to whatever God says. You know, Jesus would one day say, you know what God wants more than anything? You sum up the whole law and prophets is that you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Your whole heart, your whole self. Put it all into it. This is what wholehearted faith is all about. Caleb was known. It was the story of his life. It's what he's just known for. How many times in this short passage does it use the word wholeheartedly to describe Caleb? Like, What else can you say for a guy like this? He followed God with his whole heart. He held nothing back. Whether, it, whether the cities looked too big and strong to take, whether it looked too scary and risky up ahead, if God said go, Caleb said, amen, let's go. What would it look like to make that the, a word to maybe hang on to for this year? To say at the start of a fresh decade, at the start of a fresh year, at the start of a fresh season, I, I, we don't know everything that will come our way in life, but I will follow God wholeheartedly. It's passion. 
He lived his life with urgency. He lived his life with a sense of dependence on God. And with God with us, we can do this wholeheartedly. You know, I think it wouldn't be an amazing thing to just measure choices, decisions, how time is spent, how energy is spent, all those things this year in your life by saying, am I putting my whole heart into this? Am I putting my whole heart into loving God? Am I putting my whole heart into following him? being obedient and faithful and courageous as I follow him. You know, the thing that's easy in life is to get excited and passionate for a moment or for a season. The thing that's easy in life is to go, yes, let's do this thing. But here's what I want us to pick up and why I think Caleb's story is so good at the start of a fresh decade is because Caleb's story is a story of someone who was the same now that he was then. You know, I was, um, at the beginning of this year, I thought, I'm going to start running again. I, I, I like, I enjoy running. Um, I actually got uh, a new watch. It's an Apple watch, so it runs and tracks things. And, uh, and so I actually got this app on it uh, to, like, track my run. So it's like this run club thing. And so I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm going, and there's coaches and trying different runs and doing different things. And it would track all my runs on my phone, on my watch, which was awesome because I could look and see, like, oh, I started after a week or two feeling like, you know, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting pretty good here, you know. Um, feeling real good. And I thought, oh, I can actually download an app on my phone, and it syncs with the watch, and then I can see all the different runs and how I'm going there. And I downloaded it on my phone, but my phone said, no, you've had this app before. And I was like, I don't remember ever having this app. So I logged in. There was login details. And lo and behold, what I found was uh, all my runs from the year 2012. <laughs> and, uh, and I looked, and I was like, oh, my gosh, look at this. I have had it before. Here's me running, 2012. And I started looking at the times. And then I didn't feel as good about the times on my watch. <laughs> oh, what was I eating? Can you tell me what I was eating? Like, why? What are these? It's like so much faster, and I had just been starting to feel good about my run. I'm like, now, here's the, the wild thing. But you know what was good is I looked, and I'm like, okay, all right. Um, I, you know, I've run by myself, but I'm like, now I have someone to compete against. <laughs> Dean Gretzinger, 2012. All right, it's on, and I'm coming for you, you know? So, you know, but what I think is amazing is I look at those, and I'm like, no, 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 I can. I can be the same now as I was then. Running is one of those things. Like, it's not like I was running Olympic speeds, let's be honest. But, you know, it's not, there's nothing stopping me from doing that. I just have to do the things now that I did back then. And what I love about Caleb is he was like, you want to look at me when I was 40? Look at me. You know what you'll see? Wholeheartedly following God. Look at me when I'm 85. Have I lost anything? No way. He says, I'm still just as strong and vigorous now as I was then. He's, he's sinking up his, like, workhouse and going, look at this. It's amazing. Here's the thing. Maybe in life, maybe there's some things you can't always do in, in one season as well as another, but what I want to tell you you can do, because I guarantee you Caleb was not as physically strong at 85 as he was, but what you can do the same in every season, if you so choose, is to be a person who follows God wholeheartedly. Passion doesn't wear out. There's no time limit on it unless you let it go. Caleb followed God wholeheartedly then. He followed him wholeheartedly there. He was like, you could look at me at, you can look at me in year 40. You could look at Caleb at 25, I guarantee it, if we had a story. 
And you look at him at 85, he was the same. And what defined him was he followed God wholeheartedly. And what I just want to say to you is, you know what? As you start a fresh year and a fresh decade and a fresh run, don't let your best, uh, your best runs be in the past. Don't let your best days of faith and passion and wholeheartedly following God be somewhere in the past. The past is great because, not because we want to live there, but because it gives us the fuel for the future. That's what our stories of faith are about. They're not the ceiling of where we get to. They're the ground floor on which we build. This faith and being wholehearted like Caleb is about always, always following God wholeheartedly. You know, he was a different man. He'd been through 40 years in the wilderness. He'd been through 40. Everybody else didn't even make it. This guy had seen some things. He was older. He was wiser. He was more experienced. There was all kinds of things he was. But what didn't change was that he was wholeheartedly following God. You know, I want to, with that in mind as well, I guess it's a bit of a backdrop just saying, you know what, if, if you take nothing else uh, today, here's what I hope for every one of us. What if you just started 2021 going, this isn't, this isn't just a continuation of my life and how it kind of just rolls on, but this is the first year in a fresh season, in a fresh run. And I'm going to go into it wholeheartedly, holding nothing back, not reserving a piece of my heart for something else, not letting the fear of what's in front of me stop me from being obedient to God, but going wholeheartedly into a new season. You know, it's Vision Sunday, and as I said, this is also a time where we stop and say, you know, where's God taking us as a church and I want to share a, a few things about our, our collective vision and, and who we are. You know, it was in about 2015, we, we had prayed and sought and really gone around this vision as a church to become a center for renewal as we passionately pursue the presence of God. As a church, that's who we want to be, a center for renewal. We said, you know, we don't just want to be a, kind of go, yeah, great, our church is going well and that's a good thing or we want to be a part of a wider movement of seeing God's church just revitalized and renewed right here and extending outward. People renewed, communities renewed, places, all just seeing God's renewal at work through us. And we said, and we know that only happens not kind of through some good moves or strategy, but as we passionately pursue the presence of God, as we are a people who with a whole heart pursue God in our lives. And and this is where we want to keep moving to. We know there's lots of steps on that way. And, and we've seen God do lots of great things. And I just want to give you a bit of an update on we established at that time as well kind of four big priorities back in 2016. We said over the next five years, these are things we're going to focus on every year and, and try to make progress in. I want to give you a, a little bit of a snapshot of a few of those things and, and what's coming up in 2021, some of the things we see on the horizon. Does that sound good? Does that sound good, Merrill? Give me a clap if it sounds good to you. Give me a clap here if you're going to hear it all. I hope, I hope the things of God and, and what he's doing in this world do get you excited. I really do. Um, you know, the first um, priority we talked about was the idea of two plus one. And the whole idea that two plus one uh, for us and when we talk about it is this idea of at that time our, our whole church was uh, just meeting here in Malu and we said we're going to establish that it was under development a new location in Marowa and in the next few years we want to be solidly established in two locations 
but we want to be thinking about a plus one. Uh, and we've had different times we thought maybe here or there, but we want to always be thinking outward and, and more in who, who God wants to reach and what he wants to do. And uh, this year, we're going to be a part of a renewal project to establish that plus one. And I'll tell you a bit of a story. Last year, uh, at the end of 2020, we got a call uh, from City Church of Christ. Now, City Church of Christ, if you're not familiar with it, our church is part of a movement of churches called Churches of Christ in Western Australia. And City Church of Christ is the oldest uh, church in our movement, 130 years old. They've been meeting since 1890. Four original members still going today. Caleb and Joshua. No, just kidding. It's like they, just, they were rolling. They are still like, I'm still as strong today as I was then. But um, this is the oldest church in our movement. And it has come, they, they recognized to the end of its life cycle and they called and said, would you be willing to replant this church? And we talked about it as elders. We prayed a little bit. To be honest, God's pretty quick answer was, I already told you what I want you to do, to be a center for renewal. And so we are going to start in 2021 being part of renewing and replanting the oldest church in our movement right in the heart of Perth, in the city. Does that sound good to anybody? It's an amazing thing to be part of. And so... We're starting just to kind of get to know them and start to work with them, and we'll be working out the plans and how all that looks. It kind of came a little bit out of nowhere, but we're excited about what God's going to be doing about that. And if you're interested in being a part of that, I'm sure there'll be some who are keen. We'll be giving you more info and, and details as, as we go. But that's a big part of what we felt God wanted for us, and it's amazing how in his time he brings things about. Uh, the second kind of big priority we, we talk about a lot and every year has been this idea of reimagining evangelism. And the whole idea of that was to say, you know what, we have to reimagine and find new and fresh ways to communicate the good news of God's love for all people and what he's done in Jesus Christ. We've got to find good new ways to communicate that unchanging good news in our very changing world. You know, there's a lot of different pieces to, to how we do that, but one of the things that we do as a church is, is we're very uh, mindful and wanting to always be building bridges to those who are farthest uh, from, from God, from his church, who probably would never have, under other normal circumstances, even encounter a church. And so we always want to use our, our spaces and the ways that we do things and things in the community, just build bridges to break down so many of the defensive defenses people have put up to God and to his church, and, and so this is kind of just how we operate. If you've been around, you know that. Um, one of the things we, we do is we try to look at our, our facilities as bridge spaces, so things like we do in, in Maritime Cafe or childcare, just community events and different things going, because we just want to build a bridge where a person who would never ordinarily encounter a church finds himself there and is able to be a little bit, I guess, disarmed and realize, okay, maybe this isn't something I need to be afraid of. Without doubt, the most frequent thing I will hear someone say uh, when they come to a church service, a worship gathering for the first time, or what they perceive as a church building, without doubt, one of the first things, and I guarantee you've heard somebody say it, is, I can't believe the roof didn't cave in. <laughs> How many people have heard somebody say that to them? It's so common. That literally, this is how much of the world feels about church. I'm sure if I went in there, the roof would cave in on me. And we have to actually disarm that and break those things down. 
And so a couple of things we're going to be doing in 2021. Uh, one is just kind of let you know uh, that I think it's going to be really cool. Is we, a few, a few years ago now, did a master plan for our location right here in Mullaloo and how we can redevelop it to be even more of a bridge space than it is right now for the future. Last year in 2020, amazingly enough, we, we were doing the next step in that and getting more detailed plans together. In February last year, we actually had... The guys from the uh, Plain Joe Studios in L.A. who work with us on our facilities and designs, they came down and did another, uh, the, the now more detailed set, and we thought this was a project for 2020. They were actually here about a week or two, all flights shut off after that. Um, one of the guys had to reschedule a flight because they were starting to get canceled, but none of us kind of knew exactly what that whole deal was. But the great thing is they were down, and we've been able to keep developing those plans, go to the next phase. And in 2021, we're going to be able to do some significant things uh, right here in our Molu location. And these are things that are not about, hey, we need a nicer building or anything like that, but how we continue to transform it to be a bridge to the local community, disarming people, becoming a part of the fabric of the community, which is what we so badly want to do, for people to come to know God. So I'm excited about that. You excited about that? We'll, we'll be bringing more plans and ideas and all that to you as the year goes on. But uh, there was something in 2020 we just ended up parking as we decided intend to turn our buildings into studios and nothing else. <laughs> um, the, the other piece of that is that we're going to be going as well a little bit further in our bridge events up in Yanship. Uh, Yanship, we've just, God continues to open doors for us to just be doing things, the carols and engaging the community. A developer in Yanship actually, uh, basically his contract engaged us, said, would you be willing to run these markets we're already going to do? We could just kind of, we love the way you guys do community stuff. Would you come up, run these markets? And so once a month, six months out of the year, there will be a, or six of them across the year uh, doing these outreach markets up in Yanship, and that's just another step in going, we want to go in, love and serve the community, build bridges to people so that they can ultimately come to know the same love of God that you and I have been so blessed to know. So excited about that. In fact, the first market's next Friday night. Uh, if you are in there, head down. It'll be a great time just near the lagoon. Uh, summer sunsets, markets, come on. It's just a great time, great chance to be in the community. All right, we got two more. The next one is the whole idea of reframing spiritual formation. We talk about this a lot over the last few years, that we want to just constantly be looking at what does it mean to really shape people to, I guess, in a sense, love God with their whole heart. It's what it's all about. And, and I guess a, a couple of key things is we are going to be thinking a lot this year, how do we help shape people to love God with their whole heart? And just really focusing on this whole idea of wholeheartedly this year. And how we, how we know God walk with him and, and what it looks like to be wholeheartedly following and knowing him. The, the second thing that's going to be key here, and this is both a little for our spiritual formation, also just how we develop leaders, is we really want to make a big focus this year. And every single person here, I want you to, to, to focus in on this phrase for me for just a moment. We really want to lean into, we had a big staff retreat and just praying and saying, God, what do you want for us? And one of the things that was so clear to us is that we want to develop a culture of mentoring. We want to develop a culture of mentoring. And, and a culture of mentoring, it's not a program, it's not like a just thing we run, but it's how do we develop a culture where mentoring is normative. And mentoring is all about when you meet with someone for intentional growth and development. 
And mentoring is where you find someone who you want to invest in your own in growth and development. And you begin to meet with them, and they are a part of your life. And, and again, I'm not trying to lay out an exact framework here, but we want it to become normative where we just know from youngest to the oldest, it's just part of how we roll at True North is there is just a culture of mentoring. There's a culture where if you are an older person, whether you're 25 and you see a 15-year-old, whether you're 45 and you see a 30-year-old, whether you're 85 and you see a 70-year-old, whatever, 85 and you see a 15-year-old, but where people are going, hey, uh, I, wanna, I actually want to invest in your development. I want to invest into you. And where people are actively going, you know what? I don't know it all on my own. And people are seeking out and going, hey, would you invest in me? And, and there will be a lot that will go with this. But our, our dream is that over this year, we might just develop a culture of mentoring. I believe our church is so full of people with knowledge, wisdom, experience. And to pass that on is the greatest gift that, that everyone can have. And whatever stage of life that should happen. Does that sound good? And the last one I want to talk about today is our leadership pipeline. This was our fourth kind of key priority. And, uh, and the whole idea of this leadership pipeline is recognizing that the only thing that will stop us from continuing to be able to launch uh, more uh, churches and do renewal and, and build and, and reach more people for Christ and disciple more people, all those things. The only thing that will really stop us is are we building uh, the leaders and people who are willing and able to do those things. And so Leadership Pipeline is all about just keeping us always reminded on how are we cultivating and building leaders, next generation leaders, just all leaders at, at every level. And a leader is just someone who chooses to take responsibility. A leader is not like, hey, we're trying to help people become this thing on a, on a stage. A leader is just someone who says, I, I can take responsibility for that. And I have the character and the heart. Leadership's all about character, integrity. That's all it's about. And then the willingness to take responsibility. And so we're going to keep just trying to build into those. But I just thought I'd mention one uh, item here. And that's a, a, a new staff member coming onto our team uh, who I just thought was great to talk about here because they're going to be part of continuing to build leaders in this area of ministry. And there's someone who is just represents great heart and character in our church. And just to let you know that uh, some of you all know him, but Josh Blackwell. Josh Blackwell up in Merrill. Give him a hand. I think he's up there today. Give him a hand right here. But uh, if you know Josh, Josh is an amazingly gifted uh, follower of Christ. We all know he's an amazingly gifted musician, if you know Josh. But he is just someone who follows God wholeheartedly. And he's been a part of our church for a long time, and he's incredibly gifted as a musician. And he is going to be a part of just continuing to develop leaders at every level in our worship ministry, the culture of worship of what we do at True North, and building musicians. And Because we believe that worship, leading people in music, in worship of God, is such a huge part of what it means to be the church. It's such a huge part of... How, how followers of Jesus are, are called to respond. And we want to just continue to build and grow that ministry. And Josh is going to do an amazing job on that. Give him a clap one more time. And that's just a little, a little snapshot for you. This is a snapshot of 2021. There is so much more, and I know there's a lot more detail. There's all kinds of uh, things that we're painting on to this sketch I've just given you. But I just wanted today to say, you know what, I really believe 2021, God is doing something new. God is doing something fresh. 
2021 is not just a continuation of just kind of a year after a year, but there is something about going, this is new, and let's, let's take a step, and let's go forward, but let's, let's take a step that is the kind of step that says, we may not do all the same things we've always done, but we will still be who we've always been called to be, people who pursue God wholeheartedly, people who don't hold back, people who go after God with passion, and energy. People who can say, I'm still just as vigorous and energized now as I was back then. And so I want to still, just like Caleb, keep going, what's the next, what's the next mountain to climb? What's the next hill out there? I'm ready to go for it. You know, the, um, at Christmas time, we were decorating our Christmas tree. And all our ornaments, I'm sure like a lot of you, uh, have different meanings and significance. And we were, uh, Levi was hanging an ornament on a tree, found this wooden star, and on the back of it, it said, 2012, the year of living dangerously. Now, how many people were around in 2012 and remember that? And that means something to you. It's amazing. 2012, uh, for those of you who are, weren't, weren't even here yet, uh, some of you weren't even born yet. I, I understand that, you know, young. Here's the, the, we just had this year. We said, you know what? This is what we believe is God's word for us for the year. That it's just a year to go. Let's not, let's not play it safe. Uh, like I said, this was my second year as senior pastor. In the first year, I don't think I had a name for that year, but if I did, it would have been, don't mess this up. Like that was <laughs> 2011. I literally had a phrase. It was just don't crash the ship. Don't crash it, all right? Just don't crash it. If we can get through this year without crashing everything, we'll call that a win and move on. By 2012, I felt like, you know what, there's no way to go forward. And, and this phrase God just had for me and, and this passage we looked at today, it was just, it's a year of living dangerous. You know what? Stop worrying about whether you crash the whole thing or not and take some risks. Because if you believe like Caleb did, that with God, we can do anything, well then, who knows what might happen? And that year, you know, and this isn't a story about that year, but there were so many things that happened that year that you know what, they, they felt so dangerous and crazy at the time, and they paved the way for bigger, crazier, more dangerous living. And when Levi was putting it on the tree, and I was explaining to him what that year was about, I just thought to myself, why is every year not the year of living dangerously? Why should some years be years of bold faith and courage? Why shouldn't every? And, and lots of years were, believe me, that was by no means the the end of, of living like that, but it was a great reminder to me that that is how every year should be approached because God is still the same. And to me, living dangerously is just about wholehearted living. I'm living wholeheartedly for God. Listen, I want to invite you to stand up wherever you are. If you're at Marowa, stand up. If you're at home, stand up. If you're here, stand up. If you're driving, don't stand up. No, just, in fact, turn this off, but watch it later. But you know, the, the thing I just want to do today is 2021, it is the beginning of a fresh year. And I'm not saying all this to just kind of, this isn't about just, well, here's a bunch of nice stuff out there. What I want you to do is to respond personally. I, I hope today is a day that maybe you can say, God, I want to choose to follow you wholeheartedly this year. And, and, and you may be here and you're new to church and, hey, you're not in, that's okay. You can just stay and just chill. That's fine. But if you're a person who says, God, I want to follow you wholeheartedly this year, I just want to invite you to really, just in a moment, you know, it doesn't have to be like a crazy 
wild thing, but in a really simple way to just choose and declare in your heart, to make it up and say, God, I want to follow you wholeheartedly this year. Now, he may show you some stuff that is keeping your heart from being whole. And you might have to say, God, I want to push that to the side. I want to wholeheartedly. God, when you say go this year, I want to go. When you say that's got to change in your life, I'll say yes. When you say, you know, I want you to pursue me with passion, okay, God, I will. I'll be willing to get uncomfortable for you, God. I'll be willing to get a little out of my comfort zone for you, God. I want to follow you wholeheartedly. And I know that if as a group of people, that's our heart and that's where we're going and that's where we're encouraging one another. Hey, are you following God wholeheartedly? What's going on in your life? Hey, can I have a chat? Let's, let's have, grab a coffee. Let me hear what God's doing in your life. What's going on? How can I help you follow God more wholeheartedly? And so I just want to encourage you maybe today to make that, that declaration. And, and here's what I'll invite you to do is I'm going to pray. And it's just in a real simple way. If you want to receive this prayer, you can open up your hands in front of you. I'm going to pray for fresh passion. I'm going to pray for fresh energy. I'm going to pray for fresh uh, just wholeheartedness in your life wherever you are. And if you want to be a part of that, just hold your hands open. And let's just ask together that God's Holy Spirit might come and fill us in a fresh way. That we follow him with our whole hearts. Even now, just begin in the quiet of your own heart to declare to him your desire to follow him wholeheartedly. Invite him, welcome him, ask him for a fresh filling in your life of his Holy Spirit to empower you to follow him with a whole heart. Just begin to pray in your own way. Heavenly Father, I want to pray for your church here at True North. God, we are your people. And our desire is to be known as people who follow you with our whole heart. Our desire is that when people think of us, they think of people who are passionate for you. That, Lord, we would passionately pursue your presence. And so, God, I want to pray in this moment that your Holy Spirit, let it come. Let it begin to just work within the heart and soul of every person, asking you for it. Begin to pour out fresh passion. Begin to pour out fresh courage. Holy Spirit, come and bring fresh boldness. Holy Spirit, come and bring fresh hunger. Hunger for the things of God. Hunger for the things of your kingdom. Holy Spirit, come and just light our hearts on fire. Lord, where, where there needs to be that restoration of, of passion to, to be able to say, I'm just as strong and vigorous and passionate as I was then. Lord, pour it out. Fresh, fresh ways. And God, here in your truth, it's here in your church at True North, we just ask very simply that we might be known as a people who passionately pursue the presence of God in a place where people encounter your presence and your love. Thank you, God, that you never change. Thank you that you're the same in every season. May we follow you with our whole heart. In Jesus' name. Everybody agreed, said. Amen. Amen.